the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bears, bulls, and even black swans. No, this isn't a wildlife sanctuary. You know what we mean. We are the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The 2018 engineering reports said the Oceanfront Condominium Building that collapsed this week near Miami had major structural damage to a concrete structural slab Below its pool deck that needed extensive repairs, the report was released by the city of Surfside, even as rescuers continue to dig through the rubble today. Meanwhile, a press conference being given by officials now in Miami-Dade County indicating that they still consider this a search and rescue operation, but the going is slow because partly of a fire that is still burning underneath all that rubble. Sinkholes to concrete weakening, saltwater intrusion, just a couple of the theories about what may have caused that building to collapse this week. The Champlain Tower South building was in the midst of its 40-year recertification process, which requires detailed inspections. More of these stories at srnews.com. Now that spring is here, your windshield may be exposed to a few more uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. So give us a call today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. Okay. And that that then just stopped. Okay. Uh we're we're live. I would ter- encourage you probably not to use the phones to call us. So instead, I encourage you instead to use Twitter, as Don has been keeping me informed about what's happening down there. Uh, using the hashtag pound KBRS will find us. Uh, pound KBRS for the King Banyan Radio Show. Uh, we are we are glad to be talking to you. So in the last hour, every piece of data indicates a very, very, very strong economy. At this particular moment, as I said, Bank of America is right now at 10% growth. Uh, Barclay, uh, IHS Markets at 10. Barclays is at 9.7. This is for quarter two. Goldman Sachs at 8.5%. Uh, the Atlanta Fed now forecasts at 8.3%. The one outlier right now is the New York Fed, which is always the low side outlier. But we should expect, since we're coming to the end of the quarter, we'll get our first look. That's why we're going to do the show next week, even though it's the 4th of July weekend. I'm going to come in at least for an hour to do to do the first hour of the show where we will talk about the jobs report. It'll be a, our first look into June. I think it's going to be strong. I don't think it's going to be as strong as we would like it to be because I still think you're going to see some of those issues with the with the with the labor force happening, but I think it's important. I, I, I don't think we've got the sound. I don't think we've got the sound because it's in a mailbox that we're not able to access right now. But, um, but uh, one of the things that I, I had heard, uh, you folks who listen to me know, there are certain people that I listen to over and over again because I think they provide good analysis Mohamed Alarian, who's now the uh, now the dean at Queens College uh, in uh, Queens College in London, uh, and I think is offering some very good analysis here. In that the Fed, what the Fed has caught themselves into is kind of a one way, a one way stance. Okay. Um, in baseball, there's something called a one-way lead versus a two-way lead, all right? In a one-way lead, you're leading away from, from the base, trying to steal the next base, and all of your weight is in position, so at the moment you think it's safe to take off, you can go. If you do that, if you try to set yourself up so that you're like like in the starter's blocks, Getting ready to go out. If you've ever been uh, in starters blocks uh, in in a race, I'm not a sprinter, so I'm doing this based on what I know because I I did hang around track 
quite a bit, not just for my daughter, who is a who was a college runner. I ran I ran distances in high school, but I never I never had stars blocks because I didn't run anything shorter than than a mile. Um, so the the um, if you're in a one way stance and you get caught because you think you can go, but the pitcher's able to throw back to the bag to try to pick you off, you're dead. They're going to knock you out. The Fed has made it very plain, and I did have audio, and I, again, I apologize not being able to offer it to you, but but Chair Powell was up on Capitol Hill middle of this week when, in the House providing testimony and basically kind of walking back some of what he said earlier in the earlier last week during the Fed meeting and kind of what happened later on when you had Jim Bullard from the from the Minneapolis Fed out there uh sorry from the St. Louis Fed out there Bullard saying in effect hey um of course we were surprised by inflation the Fed is basically saying we're we're not surprised uh we're not surprised everything's going to be okay you should not pay too much attention to what's happening right now but i i did like this phrase this is from uh john browning who works for bands capital based in shanghai uh in china he says to some observers it would seem captain powell is standing on the bridge of our little ship and similar to us he can see an iceberg ahead but he insists on telling us he expects the iceberg to get out of the way or if it doesn't, he'll maneuver our little ship around the iceberg at a later date. Um, and and there are f- people like me who look at the data, look at look at what came out this week, and say, "Why well, that iceberg really doesn't look like it wants to get out of the way." You seem to be kind of really invested in having this be temporary, and that. And that is what, in essence, uh, uh, Muhammad Alarian was saying on Bloomberg. You would have heard it here on here on the Biz fourteen forty yesterday. Uh, if you were tuning in during the daytime, you would have heard him say, in effect, "Look, it's what's happening in the job market to me, and I agree with this. Is a confluence of factors." If you think it's just those unemployment insurance checks, and as soon as we stop that, the problem's going to go away, well, you might be right, but I really doubt you're right. I think it's. I think you are more likely to find out that it's more than that. Or you might say to me, "Well, yeah, it is more than that, but they just got to reopen the schools, and then the then then the kids will go to school, and the parents will come back to work, and everything will be fine again." No, I think it's more than that. Or at least I think it's possibly more than that. I still want to look at the number of people over age fifty-five who are reducing their their work hours. I still want to look at the number of places that are going to that are saying now that they're going to be setting up hybrid work arrangements because their workers right now want to have they don't want to come into the office 5 days a week. 
Um, do you remember the song? And I don't remember who even the name of the artist who sang it, but the song was, and I think I can say this even here on on a Salem station. Take this job, and I'll I'll make it a little little nicer. Stick it. Okay. As I like to tell tell students, at the margin, every job stinks. It's a lesson I learned from uh, the great Dwight Lee, um, great economist uh, who taught in Virginia, then went out, I believe he's at Chapman right now, along with, well, no, McKenzie, his, his, one of his writing partners, Dick McKenzie's at, at Chapman. I don't know where, no, I, he's probably, he's probably still at Georgia. Anyway, doesn't matter to you. Just trying to remember where an old friend is. Um, but Dwight Lee, who I, I consider a friend, uh, he's a, a very, very brilliant economist who used to write <clears throat> these wonderful columns for the Freeman, which is from the Foundation for Economic Education. It's one of the great libertarian-leaning uh, economic education sites that is out there. I, I, Fee Online is their website, and I highly, highly recommend it. Dwight used to write these little pieces that were basically, here's a little lesson teacher you could use in a high school class or in a first year college class. Just little stories, little ways of doing things. He would even develop uh, classroom, he'd he'd create uh, classroom exercises, um, sort of uh, role playing games that you could use to teach an economics lesson. Dwight's a brilliant educator. And a, and a great economist, um, but a brilliant educator. Dwight used to say, you know what? In the last few hours, there's always some task that you have at work that you absolutely hate. And we all do it. That 4 to 4.30, uh, you know, last half hour at work, you're like looking at the clock, looking at the clock, looking at the clock. You're, you got something that you've put off for the day, and you're like, I really want to do this, but I know I got to do this. I'll go get it done. Right. Because we all make decisions at the margin. That's why. We all make our decisions at the margin. What does that mean? That means that we don't make all or nothing decisions. Right? We don't live in a world where it's all or nothing. We live in a world where we do a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. Now, our, because our work is so highly codependent, since we work in teams, we tend to have common, common hours in which we work and we don't work. So we don't let people float with us. And this is one of the reasons why I don't believe that this, well, you can be here some days, you can be home other days, that's a response to try to me to me I think that's a response to try to keep your work your workforce because it's so hard to find new ones. The search process is so much more expensive right now. You're willing to let your workers be a little less productive in return for keeping them in place and not having to go find someone who would be there 8 4:30 Monday through Friday. I think that's the nature of what's happening. But I also believe if you use that same logic, you're going to see more and more of the 55-plus folks who probably still have the idea that, hey, COVID's not out there right now, but it might be in the future. 
there could be a resurgence in the fall in their reading stories about Delta variants and so forth. And with all of that, they're beginning to look at how do I cut back? How do I, how do I manage my life in such a way that I can start doing? I was just telling, uh, I was telling our, 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 our operations person, John, just, you know, last night, I, the audio that I sent to them, I didn't send it till after about 9.30, and it's a little late for me to be sending that stuff, but I said to him, I was at a retirement party. Actually, this week I went to four. Part of that is just the nature of June 30th as, a, as the end of a fiscal year, and a lot of people will roll off the payroll at the end of a fiscal year. So last week of June contains both graduation parties and retirement parties, a lot of them. But I can't tell you the last time I did four retirement parties in a single week, and in fact, having to do two on the same night to say goodbye to two people that I work with. Uh, last night was a colleague that worked here for 42 years. He wasn't here last year. We actually put off his retirement party for 18 months to avoid to avoid COVID. Um, we were able to gather outside last night and have a have a barbecue. Uh, it, and it was great, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking as we get the data to look at this, what we will see, what I'm looking for is not just labor force participation, but it's labor force participation of that 55 to 64 group. I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm really anxious to find out. And this is why I believe Elarian's right. It is foolish for for Chair Powell to basically come out and say, say, yeah, we see that inflation's out there. We think it's transitory, and if we're wrong, we can, we can, we've got tools in our bag to deal with that. That's not going to be a problem. And that's why I want to take, and we're going to go to a break in a second here, Sean, but I, I want to take a moment, actually going to take some of the next couple of segments to walk through sort of my longer longer piece on on what the nature of a central bank is, the incentives they face, and how they should match up their goals with the tools that they have in their bag, and why they seem to keep grabbing more and more tools and justify it by grabbing more and more goals. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything but take me over my blue suede shoes. Well, you can knock me down. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Looking for a way to pay for that new home improvement you've been waiting for? Ready to consolidate credit card debt at a lower interest rate? Figure offers multiple loan options that can help you improve your finances. From mortgage refinances to home equity lines and personal loans, Figure can help you find the loan that's right for you. Figure takes all the stress and hassle out of the process. Apply 100% online at figure.com and see your new rate in a few clicks. Figure out your finances at figure.com. Figure Lending LLC, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Need life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety? 
meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, even Porky, or with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of life insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. For affordable term life insurance, call Term Provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. 800-555-1509. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like... Uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. We've got a lot of good choices out there uh, right now. Uh, according to uh, according to all my uh, instruments up here, it's like 71, 72 degrees. Gorgeous. That retirement party I talked about last night. It was warm at the beginning, but then uh, the uh, the house is situated such that the backyard is in the shade uh, by about uh, 6 or 6.30 last night, and it was absolutely a splendid evening. Um, so I hope you're able to get outside this weekend and enjoy the weather. Um, maybe a little rain uh, falls, but just a little bit, and gosh knows we can use it. Um, let me let me uh, uh, continue continue this thought about, about what's going on. I'm going to go all the way back in my in my training um and again i i set this up to sort of tell you the give you give you a few bona fides um my very first paper that i wrote as a professional um i was still in graduate school at the time my my first paper published in a professional uh, journal was in 1983 and it was on the independence of the central bank Uh, i've been writing about central banks therefore for almost 40 years i've been researching them for more than 40 but i've been writing about them and have been published as an author about them 
for going on 40 years. So I feel like I, 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 I have something to say about that. I've been an advisor to central banks in Ukraine, Macedonia, or excuse me, North Macedonia. There's a little joke inside that. Uh, Egypt, Armenia. Um, I have never advised the Fed. I have never been invited to a Fed monetary policy meeting or seminar. Uh, so I've never been a presented for them. I've never received a dime from them. Um, I think I've been fairly strong in my support of their independence. Uh, based all the way back to that 1983 paper, I have not changed. That is a view I have not changed in in 40 years. I've changed a lot of views over my lifetime, but I don't. But that one has not changed. Um, but I but I want to go. I want so I so that's what I did. So I was at a so, and and I'm a product. Uh, my my doctoral uh, my doctoral work was done at the Claremont then Claremont Graduate School now Claremont Graduate University, uh, where I was trained by people with a strong uh, impulse to do public choice economics. My professors all came from uh, the school that gave both uh, James Buchanan and the, the and the and and public choice theory uh, and a lot of the work that was I would say I'm not when people say are you an Austrian economist my answer is always I'm Austrian Austrian curious I am not an Austrian but I but I certainly try to read and keep myself abreast of people who are considered to be more Austrian in their views on monetary policy. Um, I find I'm in agreement only about half the time with them, um, but I think that makes it worth my time to stay up on what they're writing, uh, even if I don't agree all the time. So I want to put that out there to sort of give you give you the the reasons I come to the conclusions I do. And I don't have enough time. This is not meant to be a full-blown seminar. So I'm going to, I'm just going to give this to you, to you in a certain, in a certain way. There's long been an argument in, among people who study central banks and monetary policy about, about the number of goals a central bank should have. There was a paper going back to the 1950s by a Swedish economist named uh, Jan Tinbergen. And Tinbergen's paper was, was basically, has been used for decades as the argument for why you should have the number of tools that you have to control the economy using monetary policy be equal to the number of goals you have. And if you have only one real tool, then you probably should have only one real goal. Now, when I taught economic, taught money and banking courses back in the 80s and 90s, it was a pretty simple lecture. The Fed had three goals, right? Uh, defined for it by the Federal Reserve Act and then by the... Uh, then by the uh, then later on by the uh, Full Employment Act uh, in 1946, and then and then and then the Humphrey Hawkins Bill in the 1970s reaffirmed it. The Fed should have two goals: high employment and and price and uh, stable prices. 
high employment, stable prices, notice there are no numbers in those, and, and should act as a lender of last resort for the banks. Now, we think of those as being, it's one of the things that I had always written about was, that's three goals. And so we used to talk about there being basically macro prudential policy, which is, which is a fancy word for regulations, that could deal with the lender of last resort by sort of saying the banks won't need a lender of last resort because we'll basically regulate them into being sufficiently capitalized. And so the other tools, the other tools that you have, like interest rate policy, can work just fine to deal with to deal with the inflation and the unemployment. And I wrote papers back in, well, gosh, in the late 80s and early 90s saying, could we possibly, since they really only have one goal, or excuse me, one tool, the interest rate, and they say, well, they have a, or someone would say, well, what about the money supply? I say, well, you could choose. You could choose to control quantity or you could choose to control price, but you can't control both at the same time. If you decide to control price, then you have to let the quantity be whatever the quantity is going to be. If you're going to control the quantity of money out there, then you just sort of have to say, well, interest rates are just going to be a price. Exchange rates are just going to be a price. We'll just we'll let them go wherever it is they'll go. Okay, that latter point was something that uh, I would say 1960s, 1970s, Milton Friedman certainly believed to be true. I think he still believed it later in life. There are some people that might argue against that, but uh, set that to one side. Um, I think the Fed has basically one tool at its disposal, and that's interest rate policy. And so I used to argue, along with my dissertation advisor um, and, and others, that what if we just gave them one combined target rather than using the unemployment rate or the inflation rate and thinking about a Phillips curve relationship that, that I don't believe exists or at least not stable, to just say, well, just target nominal GDP. Just pick that. And then just set the nominal interest rates, set short-term interest rates, and move them in response to where nominal GDP is relative to the goal you have. There's a lot of arguments about that, but I, I, I still believe that that's an argument that has some merit. But that all comes from the Tinbergen story that that if you think about your your if you think about the shower in your the, the shower you have even though you've got a hot water faucet and a cold water faucet or you have one of those you know ones where you push it up and down and lean it to the left or lean it to the right it's still basically one controller and so you can only really control one thing on the other side and that was Tinbergen's argument. I've always been persuaded by that. I, I remain persuaded that you can't really control, that if you wanted to control unemployment and inflation separately, if you wanted to have, I need full employment, and then I need inflation, then I, and I need price stability, and I want to pursue both goals simultaneously, you either need two goals or you have to live with the world that, live, live in the world that I live in, which is there are no solutions, there are only trade-offs. Okay. If you decide to control the price level, and that's your sole goal for policy, which in the 90s and the early 2000s 
more and more central banks were saying that thing the Fed does with two mandates is wrong. We should just pick price stability as a goal. Every place from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand to the European Central Bank to the Central Bank of Mexico were adopting single mandate standards in their central bank laws. The Fed in 2000 was kind of standing out there all alone with the dual mandate. What happened, I think what's happened over time is the Fed has not been kept in check sufficiently to not add more goals, and it's having more goals added to it by political pressures from Congress. And therefore is being given permission by Congress, who doesn't want to take responsibility for what's happening. Oh no, if if the economy overheats and we get inflation, it will be all the Fed's fault. But we're the Fed to say, we see that iceberg coming at us and we're going to act now to avoid the iceberg because it'll be easier to steer around it if I, if I act on something that's not, that's not going to happen for six to nine months. If I start now, I can do it with less damage than if I just come right up on the iceberg and then I have to make a sharp turn. The f- okay, Congress is going to blame them for this. So I want to talk a little bit more about this. Why the Fed has too many mandates, it's having mandates added to it, and as a result, it's grabbing onto tools and instruments that it should not actually have because they create even greater conflict for the goal it's supposed to have. We'll be right back. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. 
How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Good. I don't know that particular version. Welcome back, King Bang. You show the biz 1440. Sean's finding some different cuts for us here today. Um, Good. Like it. Let me let me continue on this vein. The vein. Okay. The concern I have with the with with the Fed has been okay, and the Fed is a political creature, so. Uh, Frank has been tweeting some things at me, and, and and I take the gist of it to be to be something to the effect of the Fed is just you know the Fed is just responding to the political environment they're in. Yes, they are. They are. They do. Um, I think at pretty much no time, as I meant, why I mentioned that I went to Claremont and was trained by people that were steeped in uh, in public choice economics is. I believe the Fed's a political creature. I've always believed the Fed's a political creature. But I also believe that that it made sense to insulate the Fed from the pressures of other political creatures. Where I've probably changed myself over the last 25 years, and particularly in the last 12 to 14 years, is that I don't believe, I don't believe that the... I don't believe that the seal between the barrier between the Fed and Congress or the Fed and the president is nearly as strong as I had thought when I was a young pup economist. Um, and I it despairs too strong a word, but I question I question whether you could ever really have anything that does work. Um, short of a completely independent central bank along the lines of a currency board. But even currency boards come under threat. Argentina tried to, to commit itself to a currency board and failed. Hong Kong 
has a currency board, but do we really think Hong Kong monetary policy can withstand the CCP? I don't. I don't think you should. But anyway, what that means is that over time, the pressures from other political actors and from the public, I would say, on the Fed operate just like they do on private entities. It's not just the Fed that's decided that we need to make sure that we have inclusive hiring and that we should pay attention to the unemployment of particular demographic subgroups. It's not just the Fed that engages in lots of talk about how it's supporting uh, clean energy and, and is fighting climate change. They are doing these things for sure. But they're not the only ones doing it. The problem is that that Congress has no in the and and the executive branch have no interest in getting in the way because getting in the way and telling the Fed not to do those things, even if in their if you were to ask them, you know, in strict secrecy, do you think the Fed can do anything about the black unemployment rate? My guess is most most Congress people. I my guess is even even Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who at least has a training in economics, could probably realize, yeah, I don't think they can do anything directly, but they might be able to do these things that can help. That I mean, that's a that's an argument worth having. I I, I don't think she'd be right. And again, there are no solutions. There are only trade offs. Choosing to Choosing to operate the economy, operate monetary policy with an eye toward the unemployment rate of people of color um, has a cost attached to it, has an opportunity cost attached to it. And I believe one of the costs it has attached to it is that it does make it more susceptible to overheating and to creating asset bubbles. I think that's the major problem. If that was the only problem that was out there, that's something we could have a talk about. It's like, well, maybe we should just change. If you think about the old Taylor rule reaction function of, of the Fed should be making, you know, should lean, make interest rates a little bit higher if the unemployment rate gets too high, too low, or if the inflation rate gets too high, maybe we should change the weights a little bit. Maybe we shouldn't emphasize inflation quite so much. Okay. I, I can I can live with that. I could live with that. That's an argument worth having, and, and, and that'd be fine. But the problem is, my biggest problem with the Fed isn't that at all. It's over the acquisition of additional tools. Now, um, occasional listener to the show, good friend, Vern McKinley. Uh, you've, you've heard him here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz uh, before. Uh, has has written, I think, eloquently about uh, written eloquently about the the nature of the bailout that went to Continental Illinois. That's the first one I'll remember as a professional economist. And I thought to myself, that doesn't seem like something the Fed's supposed to do. But we were assured, yeah, it's really not what we're supposed to do. But it's a one-off thing. We promise not to do that again. And then long-term capital management, 12 years later, comes along. 
they do something kind of sort of similar to the same thing. That's that looks weird. I don't think you should be doing that. That's really, you know, it's kind of, you know, and they'll say, well, we are the lender of last resort. Well, my point is when you make, you know, to borrow from a political speech once, if you call it the last resort, it ends up being the first resort people check into. Okay, if you can, you can tweet me at pound KBRS if you know where I dragged that one from. Um, I think, I think the Fed has used its lender of last resort function far, and this is an argument that Vern's made, I think, quite convincingly. Uh, they've used it way too much. And I point to the work, and I pointed it on Twitter, to the work of William Niskanen, who used to be a scholar at the Cato Institute, ended up actually being the president of, of Cato for a while, um, a very, very great economist, left us way too soon. Um, and I tweeted at, at you a piece that was written by George Selgin, um, uh, who, who writes about would would put one on says the fed is just off the leash a little too much uh so selgin's paper quotes uh writes i'm just going to read this um the sides wanting to place strict limits on the fed's conduct of monetary policy niskanen also wanted to curb its emergency lending powers in particular he opposed the de facto broadening of those powers that took place during the first months of the most recent financial crisis. Indeed, remember Bear Stearns and Maiden Lane? I don't think those shows are on the air anymore, but I expressed deep concern about the fact that the Fed's balance sheet contains a lent, uh, uh, an, at, an asset, using my air quotes, an asset for loans it made on Maiden Lane which was a facility in which they took bad assets off of, off of the Bear Stearns balance sheet before they, before they sold it all to Morgan. They sold the remainder to Morgan. And I think that was, a, I think that, that was another step down the road. Deeper, more concerning to me than the actions they took to, to end, uh, to unwind long-term capital management. Um, reading on a little bit later, uh, Selgin writes, rather than have it permit a broadening, per, have, a per, have it permit a permanent broadening of the Fed's lending powers, Niskanen urged Congress to consider amending the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 to restrict Restrict access to the discount window to depository institutions only. But we've gone in exactly the opposite direction. We now have the Federal Reserve directly participating in credit markets. It's buying mortgage-backed securities. It actually bought corporate paper. This is far beyond anything it had. It added tools and added to its power. And my point is, if you think of all the way back to my Tinbergen dials and the, you know, my Tinbergen faucets, okay, you're now making the water, money, do additional things by putting additional faucets there. 
without recognizing that that's likely to change the two things that I care about most when I'm in the shower, water pressure and temperature. Right? The combination of those two tools let me control those two things. If I now add additional items, you say, well, well, I can control water pressure and temperature, and I can take care of all these things. Yes, but there are trade-offs involved in that as well. And those trade-offs are very dangerous and I think poorly understood. And I think, the, I think, the, I think it would make sense for Congress to, to restrict that power. I do not see that happening. If anything, I see them going in the other direction and wanting Powell to do more and more and more but when this thing when this thing crashes, I'm not saying if I, I will say when this thing crashes, they will be able to scapegoat them as they have every time in the past, and it will be all poor Jay Powell's fault, and we just need another law and more restrictions and more opportunities for for um, insider dealing and rent seeking to fix the problem that they allowed to have happen. And they're, in fact, encouraging to happen. We'll be right back. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. 
I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free Radio.com app. Welcome back, King Bing and Show the Biz 1440. The uh, the uh, technologically challenged edition today. Thank you for your patience with listening with us uh, here, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, at least the second hour. I think uh, we'll have mounted and available for the replay uh, tomorrow. We'll see what happens with the first hour, which may have to be uh, can condemned to the dustbin of history um i think david bonson who i've also i've told you i have favorite people uh muhammad alarian david bonson john malden i've I, I talk about here frequently larry summers i talk about here frequently um uh bonson had a piece a couple weeks ago in national review that i thought titled against the social justice fed I think you can be for social justice and against the social justice fed. Not saying I am or am for or against social justice. I think if you've listened to me for a long time, you know my views on this. It's not my point is not to argue against social justice. My point is against the reinstrumentation, the 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 adding additional tools to correct problems that the Fed has no ability to control. I read from Bonson's column. Okay, uh, the main policy tools the Fed used after the financial crisis are well known, zero interest rate policy and quantitative easing. A plausible argument can be made that both these tools helped serve the initial dual mandate of the Fed, inflation and, price stability, inflation and unemployment. Yet time and time again, the potential for negative impacts on the stock market, credit markets, and even the well-being of emerging market economies has been used to rationalize a delay in adjustment of interest rate policy. The management, some would say coddling, of risk assets has become just as important a job of the Feds as its duty to maintain financial market operations and money flows, alongside, of course, those old-school objectives of price stability and maximum employment. The importance of that paragraph, now King again, uh, is that is is that that Bonson correctly identifies that 
if you decide that the stock market or markets writ large, credit markets, capital markets, become a objective of, of monetary policy, you now are looking for three things in the shower rather than two. Remember my story, the Tinbergen story, is you've got hot, hot water faucet, cold water faucet, okay, and with them you dial them so that you can, can both get proper water pressure and the temperature you want to make to have your shower. Now I want to add, I don't know, uh, um, I now want to add soap entering at the same time. But frankly, I mean, the problem, and I don't know that Bonson makes this point directly, but I will, zero interest rate policy, zero interest rate policy and quantitative easing and the other policies are, because they affect inflation and employment, um, you can't use them to, you can't use them to address the markets without impacting your other two goals. You're now back in the world where trade-offs are everywhere. And that is, in fact, the problem the Fed has. So I agree with the Niskanen view, and this has been, this is my view, that policy will be right when we can get Congress to go in and say, and put the Fed back in the back into the policies that were encouraged by the original Federal Reserve Act of 1913 or even the Full Employment Act of 1946 but the actions they've taken since then and particularly since 2008 have added a new goal they've added a new goal without with with while they have instruments that simply can't function without attacking the other two goals. You can't control the third thing in the shower. And with that, here endeth the lesson. I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you for uh, thank you for uh, dealing with a little bit of our technology. And uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, uh, Yeoman's work, a day neither of us will probably ever forget. Uh, and we'll talk to you folks again next week. It'll be Job Saturday next week, and we'll be right here for you with that on the King Banging Show on The Biz 1440. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. 
Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137-800-323-8137-800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com.